It's Tuesday night, January 26, 2021, episode 22 of Fractured Skulls. You know what that means. It means Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do people hate Tom Brady so much? Before you answer that question, I just want to tell you why I ask. For all that I know, the dude doesn't really do anything outside of the football field that really would get me to think that this dude is a sack of shit. He just plays football and just happens to win a lot. So what is it about Tom Brady that incites all this dislike for him? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Like, no he idea. smiles a lot. <laughs> he does smile, yes. Because he's a winner. Alright, so Dan Marino never got a ring. Okay. So all you Miami Dolphins fans, I'm sorry. It sucks. But just because Tom Brady has six and may have seven come the next Super Bowl doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. He's not even a good guy. He's the guy. <laughs> God. See, that's why, because that guy keeps beating all their teams. It's not his fault that your teams aren't good enough to match his uh, his on-field advantages. And, and you can't even bring up the cheating shit anymore because he's not on the Patriots. He's with the Buccaneers right now. So, are you saying the Buccaneers cheat? Are you saying Tom Brady cheats wherever he goes? Like, come on. Wasn't there a story about a, about the deflatable footballs with him a couple years back? With, that was the one where, in the lead-up to their Super Bowl with the Seahawks, I think it was Super Bowl Forty Nine. Uh, yeah, there was a deflate gate, and he never outright admitted, and they ne- I don't even think they ever really proved that that's what happened, but they suspended him for four games regardless. Uh, I, yeah, because I don't remember yeah, what, what was like the final verdict of that. I just remember that story being out, and then like nothing ever really came of it. Because then the Super Bowl happened, and then it ended, and then that was that. There was that, and then there was Spygate. But I remember somebody made a video where a bunch of other teams have committed the same exact acts. It just never got the publicity that the New England Patriots got because they won a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like apparently the uh, the Jets have been accused of Spygate for a, a year before the New England Patriots did. It's just that it's the fucking New York Jets. Who cares about the New York Jets? <laughs> yeah, see, that's, there's, there's no story there. <laughs> no, but because it's the Patriots, because they actually win their fucking games. Well, except this year because we had Cam Newton. Um, yeah, so I, I just never got this hatred for the guy. In fact, uh, somebody made a comment like, how is it that Tom Brady has a job but not Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> it's like, well political opinion wherever it is one made their political opinion very known very publicly in your face and was not that good of a quarterback to another guy who realistically to the common core fan they wouldn't know where tom brady lies and he's actually fucking good he's i mean he has six rings for a reason i mean you don't fluke six wins yeah so in the end I think people got to just get over themselves. Tom Brady is a good... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and force you to believe he's the greatest NFL player of all time, but to sit here and say that he doesn't even belong in the discussion, you're out of your fucking mind. 
Like that that's that's like me sitting here saying that LeBron James does not deserve that spot. Like I, I may not be crazy about LeBron James as a as a person, how he conducts himself, but to say that he doesn't even belong in the discussion of some of the uh, greats, that would be completely asinine for me to say. So, <laughs> there's that. Well, there you have it. We're going to see if um, Tom Brady could bring home ring number seven to his finger. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if he could get 11? Like, where would he put the 11th one? On his toe? I was going to say, yeah, you may think he's going to start on his toes next. That's amazing. I mean, I, it's amazing. It's crazy how, like, my Facebook feed, like, the internet blows up whenever this guy wins, like, a championship game or, like, a championship round. Especially especially from the haters. Yeah. I, that's why I asked you the question. Like, what does he do other than win that's so horrible that incites all these people's feelings? So, yeah, because outside of football, he lives a pretty quiet life. I mean, he, I haven't heard any, any negative news about um, negative things about him in the news. And, and keep in mind, I'm saying this from a genuine perspective. Like, maybe he has done something real rotten that I don't know about. But I never hear anything that he does outside of the football field that would get me to dislike him. I like him even more than he pisses people up and doesn't do anything. That's <laughs> what makes him so great. He, he just smiles. That's all I ever see him do is smile. He has that dazzling smile. That dazzling smile, that's an inside joke for everybody who doesn't understand. So, to anybody watching who's a personal friend of ours, you probably get that joke. That, uh, I, I, I don't get it. it. Sorry that he's good. Sorry that he's an excellent quarterback that happens to have a great team that follows with him. I, okay. Well, well, like I said, we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl. I hope he wins, just so I can see the internet blow up in anger, and my Facebook feed is going to explode. Especially our personal friend, I, I, I don't think I should name drop him, but he's a personal friend of ours. Uh, about a couple years back, this was the Super Bowl that the Patriots faced uh, the Eagles. I remember in the beginning, he's like, ah, yeah, it felt so rigged for the, the Patriots. Ah, it's so obvious, this, that, and the other. Super Bowl happens, Eagles win, has nothing to say. Now, because the Buccaneers are in, oh, the NFL is rigged. Oh, the NFL is so rigged. Cry out. It's so rigged. Believe me, nobody knows rigged like me. And I said to him, I said to him, so wait, is it, is it they're rigged for New England or are they rigged for Tom Brady? Please explain this to me because three years ago you said it was rigged for New England. New England ain't even in this equation anymore. So what are they rigged for? And he's like, oh, it's so obvious. I don't know why you don't fucking just, uh, why you even pressing the issue. If it was so obvious, I wouldn't ask you the fucking question. Uh, those fans are the, those fans are always so hypocritical. It, it's rigged when their team's losing. <laughs> or when Tom Brady wins. Just give it up, people. Tom Brady is good. It, that's just the way it is. It's a fact of life. I hope Tom Brady hears this. I have your back. I, I'm not. I said I'm not a. Fo I'm not a big football guy. I, I, you know, casually watch it. I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore football fan. Like my knowledge in football is nowhere near wrestling. Like I could talk your ear off and of statistics and and gates and all that about wrestling. Football. I'm, like I said, I have my team. I'm a Patriots fan. But if I were to name my favorite player, okay, yeah, there's bias. I love Tom Brady just because he just can incite a lot of anger for no reason. Well. <laughs> 
with that said, uh, I hate to, to be the Debbie Downer. I'm going to be killing your mood here a bit, but we got a movie to review. That's not the Debbie Downer part. I like reviewing movies. It's the movie we have to review. That's the problem. Yes. And today's film is the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th. It was produced by Michael Bay. Oh! <laughs> what a shock. Who also produced The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Nightmare on Elm Street. And whatever great horror film that was remade in the 2000s, it was most likely produced by Michael Bay. Wait, the same Michael Bay that did the Transformers films and all those films with explosions. That's the same guy. I guess, I guess he grew up on these movies. Don't you, don't you see the transition from trans you know to this film to Transformers? Uh, uh, the, the, as far as quality and and being bad quality, yes. This was directed by Marcus Nispel. I think I'm pronouncing that right. He also directed the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake that was in 2003, the Jessica Biel one. Dude, that wanna... wasn't that bad. Ah, I gotta watch that again. It's been a minute. I just remember not caring for it. I didn't hate it. I, just, I just didn't care for it. And the writers of this movie were the same writers that wrote Freddy vs. Jason, Mark Swift, and Damian Shannon. It stars Jared Pella, the guy from Supernatural. Jared Pella, I think. Pella, yes. I went to see this movie in theaters when it came out. Um, I was with my personal friend. Uh, we would go see horror films a lot in the theaters. He's a big Michael Myers fan, but he would give Jason... The go. He would never go see Nightmare on Elm Street, though. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street was no go for him. Uh, that's a personal story that I will not die bullshit, but that's... I'm digressing. For whatever reason, on this particular occasion, we were in a big group, bigger than normal. I think it was because uh, he was with some mutual friends. And so, there was this one girl in the group. I haven't seen her before this incident haven't seen her since this incident so literally this is the first and only time i even remember her i probably have the image of her completely distorted in my mind she probably looks way different than i remember and if i saw her today i probably wouldn't even recognize her but i remember we saw this in a big group and she i found out was uh, somebody who was petrified at seeing any sight of blood. So somebody who's petrified at ever seeing the sight of blood thought it was a genius idea to go see Friday the 13th. So after the movie is done, after the movie's finished, and you know how like the movie's done, the lights start to come on and everybody starts to walk up. You ever see somebody who's, like, so fucking traumatized by what they saw, they just freeze and they start shaking, like, they have their hands together and they start shaking and they're just, like, motionless? Usually when, when it comes to a movie like Avengers, like, like out of, like, shock to what they saw, yes. Like, I'm talking, like, shock is in, like, they saw something traumatizing. I have not had that experience, not in person. But, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Right. She was going through that experience. Everybody's like, are you okay? Are you, are, are you okay? Like trying to comfort her and all that. This was 2009, folks. This is 20-year-old me. 20-year-old me was the biggest jerk-off on the face of the earth. I will freely admit I was a horrible person at 20 years old. 
I had no sympathy for this girl whatsoever. I'm like, fuck you. Like, give me a fucking break. You were fucking petrified of blood and you went to go see Friday the 13th? Fuck you. You deserve what you got. Blah, 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 blah. Me today probably wouldn't do that. I probably would be like, well, at the end of the day, you why would you go see a movie like this if you're petrified of blood? No, 20-year-old me be like, fuck you. You got what you was coming to you. You dumb bitch. That's pro- that's, I was saying shit like that, and everyone's like, you're not helping. I'm like, no, you're not fucking helping. You're coddling somebody who did something real fucking stupid. If I had done something stupid like that in front of my grandmother, she would have smacked me upside the head and said, you fucking dumbass. Like, come on. Like, stand up with this coddling bullshit. So wait a minute, this girl didn't know who Jason is, and she is familiar with Friday the 13th, right? I, I mean, even if she wasn't, nobody in her fucking group cared to, like, clue her in? I I guess either one of the guys had a crush on her, and was just like, I don't care what you're not into, this is my chance, I don't know. How the hell knows? I, I don't, again, I don't remember what she, it's been so long, I haven't, this was the first time I ever saw her, and the last time I ever saw her. Maybe, unless it was in passing that I can't even remember, but I just remember feeling no sympathy for her whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not having this. Oh, you're fucking seeing probably one of the most known horror franchises in the history of America. Going to see a movie where it's full of blood and you get traumatized by it, that's like fucking saying that you get PTSD if you see sharks and then you go and fucking watch Jaws. Like, come on. Like, I, I'm supposed to feel sorry for you that you went to go see a movie that literally blood is the theme of it and you're traumatized by it? Like, yeah, fuck you. That's what, that would be me back then. Now, um, as I said, now I'm a little bit more reserved. I think I blame my wife for that, for calming me down. So. I, I came across this movie, I think, as soon as it, like, came out on, like, DVD. I, I saw it. Uh, I didn't like it. This was not a good movie. It's quite strange because it tries to do fan service for the first three films where in the beginning, like literally the very first scene is uh, Pamela Voorhees going crazy and she's trying to kill somebody, but she gets her head chopped off. It's like very instant. It, It has no build whatsoever. Then they have Jason with the burlap sack for a little bit and then he finds the hockey mask in the attic and then becomes the Jason that we're all familiar with. But... Even with that said, they did it so horrible. Like, they couldn't make the first half Pamela Voorhees, and maybe the second half, the burlap sack. Well, there's no three halves in a hole. So maybe the first third, Pamela, the second third, the burlap sack, and then the, the final third, him and the, the Jason mask. Like, Yeah, that's, that's a lot to crunch in in a 90-minute movie. Because this film introduced us to, what, two and a half groups of kids? I mean, we don't count... The opening, which is again, it just happened so fast with the mother, Pamela Voorhees. She's t- chasing down some camp counselors, gets her head cut off, and then that's it. And then we get introduced to these next set of teens, which all they care about is weed, 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 and sex. <laughs> like every other Friday the 13th film. I, I, I guess that's a nod, keeping into tradition of the stupid, dumb teens. But at this point, it's like... We're not in the 80s anymore. I mean, this is 2009, and even for 2009 standards, like, this is quite outdated. It just feels so, like, it's just, it's a cliche. It's just, like, I mean, is this, is this the best, you know, you guys 
got an offer for this movie? Like, it just it feels like a they're just recycling uh, characters and props from the eighties. And it just, I'm sorry, it just doesn't translate here for me. Yeah, and nothing about this made sense because, like, okay, so there's one part where Jared's character is looking for his sister who went missing a month prior to the events of what's going on now. And it's because Jason didn't kill her. He held her captive for some reason. Like, why? I, want, I don't... Yeah, I want to talk about that for a second. Go about, um, Real quick before I, I do. Um, this was uh, produced by New Line Cinema and distributed by Paramount Pictures. I did not know this going into the movie, but I did some research. Apparently, when New Line Cinema purchased uh, the Jason rights from Paramount, they couldn't use the title Friday the 13th. So when they remade this movie, they wanted to call it that title. They had to get basically Paramount back involved just so they could use that title. And people, you got to realize, too, at this point, the, the Friday 13th films for under the New Line Cinema banner were very inconsistent because they would never... Every time they made a new Jason movie, they would never follow up on what happened in the previous film. I mean, we cover that here with Jason X. Um, this film, this is a... But, but at least with this one, it's a remake, so it's like a brand new timeline of a, uh, you know, a new Jason, I guess. Um, right. But you mentioned the mother. Uh, not, not the mother. How Jason didn't kill this girl. I guess she's supposed to be the heroine of the film, or we're supposed to care about her. It's kind of because I didn't give a shit about this girl. I was confused why he kept her alive because the last scene we saw of Jason and this girl was that he had a machete coming down at her. And then it just fades, the cuts to black, and then the movie title shows up. Um, did he miss? I, listen, nothing about this film really, like, rang right with me. It was like it was trying to, again, with the Pamela thing. It, to to the fans, we know about Pamela Voorhees. We we know about her, so yeah, she, there's no explanation needed. But what if somebody's watching this movie and hasn't watched any of the older films? It's like they like I can't even remember them touching up on Pamela Voorhees, other than that they kind of alluded to the fact that Pamela Voorhees went nuts because her son died and all that stuff. But I've never been particularly a fan of this franchise as far as the writing. I always found the writing to these movies to be very shaky. Uh, but at least the first movie really kind of like was different in that Jason wasn't the killer, it was the mother. They tried to start it off as that. And then it eventually evolved into Jason being the murderer because Jason wants to avenge his mother. But it's just weird to me because like for years, Jason killed pretty much anybody he ever saw. Like... If if you were a living, breathing human being around Camp Crystal Lake, you were dead. He was, or at least he was going to try and kill you. But for whatever reason, this girl that he captured was immune to it. And, it does, I, I and, and what's worse is that you got to realize he's wearing a cloth over his face. So I don't think Jason really took the time to get a good look at this girl before holding her hostage. I think he holds her hostage because she looked like his mother or something. I mean, maybe, but, like, and, I don't and, know. And on top of that, he barely got a look at it before he even came down with the machete. He didn't even get a good look at her face prior to all those scenes. He wipes out all these people. All these kids are all smoking and doing sex. They're just, they're just typical teenagers. So the, the last scene, as I mentioned, he's coming down here with the machete, then a face of black. Did those few seconds he was waving his arm coming down with the machete, did he get a good look at her? Like, oh, shit, she kind of looks like my mother. 
or something like I don't know. And we don't Was and there? we don't see this girl again until like an hour into the film. Do we even um have any memorable kills in this film? Uh let's see. The kills were I had no issues with the kills. They were fine. I mean, at least they were violent. At least they were right but it wasn't memorable. Like, none of them were really, that I could recall, that memorable. Like, say what you will about Freddy versus Jason, but, like, some of those kills were pretty memorable. I can remember, um, obviously the one where he stabs the dude in the bed and then just bends the bed fucking completely. Uh, then there's the, the dude who was the stoner who injects himself with, uh, or tries to inject Jason with the uh, sleeping stuff. And then gets cut in half. Uh, the cop who gets electrocuted. So some of those kills, or or the the big the tall black girl that basically uh, tried to talk shit to Freddy, and then out of nowhere Jason comes from behind and just hits him with a knife, and she goes flying into a tree. Some of those kills are pretty memorable, but here I can't remember most of them. I know there was one where the Asian dude goes into the tool shed, and. He grabs a screwdriver, it looks like, and tries to hit Jason with it, but Jason just blocks and uses his own hand to stab himself in the throat. I don't uh, remember that. Uh, the kills, uh, again, they were fine or nothing, I guess, like, I mean, they, they weren't memorable as, like, the, uh, the frozen face girl from Jason X. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, how about the cop from Friday the 13th Part 6, who tries to save his daughter, and he's, like, bashing Jason's head in with a rock, and then Jason just pins him completely backwards. Yeah, that was good. Here, um, you had the you had the girl that burned to death in the tent that uh, he fried over the campfire. There's the guy who got his foot caught in the bear trap, and then Mach- Jason just takes a machete right to his head. Eh, they were fine, I guess. I mean, they weren't bad, but were they memorable? Eh, not really. I guess that counts for something, right? Yeah. So after we thought he killed this girl. We're taking to another group of kids. Yeah, and one of them is like the douchiest of douchebags. Like it's such a parody of douchebag that it's just like, does this type of douchebag even exist? I know it's the the, the they really went over the top with the the douchebagginess, and of course the two nerdy kids happen to be the Asian kid and the black kid. Meanwhile, all the white kids are having sex with each other. Oh yeah, there's. There's one part where the black kid, like, he's the only one without a woman with himself, so he tries to get a magazine so he can masturbate, but, like, there's no mag, like, real nudie magazine, so he's just like, oh, I guess you're gonna have to do. Come on. It's just the way they wrote these kids. I'm not gonna blame the actors. I mean, the a- acting was, I thought was decent. Yeah, no, there's no wrong with the actors. just... <laughs> This movie was boring, even though I'm stating more than I initially thought. I don't remember enjoying this film at all. No, I I first seen this movie, as I mentioned, when it came out on DVD. That was like 10 years ago. I didn't like it then. After watching it again now, I was like, well, 17-year-old me was right. This movie still sucks. And it's just like, it's not eventful. Like, we sat here and talked about Jason X almost scene for scene. Like when when you could do that, this film the, the film itself did something right, whether it was good or bad. And to me, I mean, we discussed certain things about it. I guess it's because our memories are still fresh. But it's just this film really didn't do anything for either of us. So we we get a rushed intro with the mother, 
But then we get introduced to uh, a first group of kids. They all get killed off within, what, 15 minutes? And all they care about is sex and weed and blah, blah, blah. Then we get introduced to these new kids, and all they care about is, well, sex and weed! Pretty much. And they're not even kids. They're, I think they're supposed to be adults. Or young... What? Yeah, how, what was the age range here? Like, as far as legit age? Like, the actor's legit age? Oh, no, I mean, the, uh, the characters there, uh, the characters in the movie. I would they... say in the early 20s, because they were drinking beer and all that stuff, going to the house and shit. I don't know. So, when Jared comes on screen, is he also in his early 20s? Because he looks like he could be part of that crew. I think he's supposed to be, but... Because that 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 kind of threw me off too. Was the the whole age range? Is, is he supposed to be like in his thirties? Is, is he supposed to be in his? He's is he looking for his little sister? I don't know. But he gets pulled. Uh, he he comes into the movie. He's looking for his sister. And at this point, you kind of feel you you're kind of putting it together. Like, okay, maybe this girl's not dead. Jason's probably holding her captive somewhere. So that's a big twist in the end. She's alive. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. I guess Jason, and she's been captured, I think they said, like, six weeks have gone by. So Jason has to feed her. She has to go to the bathroom. Don't ask us what sense this makes. We're still trying to figure it out. I don't know. This movie just became stale very fast. Yeah, and it never really picked up any sort of speed whatsoever. And just some of these character choices they do in this film is so dumb. Like, for example, it's night. The the uh, the Asian character he broke I think a, a chair uh, an antique that belongs to the guy's uh, father, so yep. he goes to the shed to get the tools. First of all, I would not go in 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 this random shed I've never been to in the middle of the night in the dark. And while that happens, he's staying in the shed to play with all the with the hockey puck and play with all the tools. Who does that? I mean, we're not from the south, so. Well, we're not in, like, areas where it's out in the open, so I don't... I think we're just speaking as city boys. I would not go out in the middle of the night into a, a big-ass dark two-shed that's barely lit by myself. You're out of your mind. I mean, I wouldn't either, but we're also asking for these adults in a slasher film to think logically. Like, that we're asking too much. And then the other kid, the uh, the black character... There's a kill out there. Oh, I'm going to go find my friend. Or you could just stay in the house and wait until help arrives. Why are we all splitting up? Yeah. How did the black dude get killed? I don't even remember. Was he, he the bear ax- trap? Uh, no, he was running toward back to the house, but he got an axe thrown in his back, and he's, like, crying. They want that the help. I, okay, now I'm remembering. They're like, no, no, no he's bait. Uh, you say that because he's the black character. I guarantee you I was one of the girls. He w- They, they would have ran out there. There was no... You don't care for anyone in this movie. Not a single damn person. I don't even think we care for Jason. <laughs> That's how crazy, like, yeah. uncaring I could this movie. I, yeah, the the actor that played Jason, his name was Derek Mears. He's, uh... I mean, I didn't hate him as Jason. It's just that he's not Kane. He's just not Kane Hutter. Well, yeah, Kane Hutter did the role several times and pretty much made the role him, but... I don't think it was Jason himself or the guy that played him that was necessarily the problem. Again, it all came down to the flow of the movie and the writing of it. It just wasn't right at all. Uh, it's just that Jason has a certain look to him that I look for in with these films. 
And of course, after Jason X, they felt like Jason needs to be big and tall. And I don't know. So Kane Hutter's a big guy, but he was never a tall guy, a tall big guy. He's not like the size of Kane. Well, that's kind of what they did with the Halloween movie uh, with Rob Zombie. They, he decided for whatever reason that Michael Myers had to be seven feet tall. Like, I don't know. Like, this was the area where they were remaking the three most known franchises in Halloween, Nightmare, and Friday. And I think Friday got the worst of it because, really, Friday was pretty... There is... I don't even know what to say. Like, as you said, they followed too many of the old-school tropes instead of trying to revitalize the series. They tried to hotshot a bunch of bullshit where with Pamela Voorhees, Jason in the burlap sack, and finally the hockey mask. And it just didn't work. Not only that, like, was Jason meant to be a zombie or was he meant to be the Jason from before part six where he was just a deformed kid with a lot of strength? Maybe he could, he regenerated tissue. Maybe. What, what about Roy? Where's Roy Jason in this scenario since we're hotshot and bullshit? I guess Jason's supposed to be a corpse in this film or he's uh, a deformed kid, child. I, I don't know. That was never clarified. I don't know if they had any plans to make a sequel to this movie. No. because <laughs> Glad even, they didn't follow through on them. Even the way the movie ended, they had Jason. He was chained up. He was getting choked out by, um, he was going to get cut up by the, um, what do you call those damn machines? Oh, wood chipper? Wood chipper, yeah, that's it. He, he was chained up to the wood chipper. They had a chance to, like, really to destroy this guy. Instead, the girl just stabs him in the chest. And then he dies, supposedly. She didn't take the machete and bother to cut the guy's limbs off. You could cut his arm off, his head off, his legs off, everything. To make sure this fucker never comes back. And then toss his body, his body parts in, into the wood chipper piece by piece to make sure he's fucking dead for good. No, they stab him. He, he, he gets choked up into the wood chipper with the chain. And then they just throw his body into the fucking lake. Maybe they didn't know he was invincible at this point. I don't fucking know. I'm trying to make like, sense of this. I, I am trying to make sense. Because I'm trying... I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of that. I, I, we just said that. This, this movie's even hurting my brain. It's not hurting mine because I don't have one. So... Um, but overall, any final thoughts? I, I there's really not much to say about this movie. At the end, they did a job. They did the same ending they did in the uh, part one, where um, at least that was memorable. Where Jason came out of the lake and grabbed a girl that was on the boat. Yeah, but again, that was a nice little swerve. Here it was just like Ugh. we all saw saw it coming from a mile away. They didn't make a sequel, which I think was for the best. And we're probably not going to see any Jason films for a while while this lawsuit's going on. So, you know, Jason's really never had a good track record for, for great movies. So, I mean, Jason X is a modern-day classic. Well, let's just face that fact. But I would argue ahead. that uh, New Line Cinema buying Jason was the worst thing to happen to the Jason character. Uh, well, the character really wasn't going anywhere before New Line Cinema anyway, so... But at least um, Paramount Pictures, I gotta give them credit. They made a lot of money for making the same movie eight times. They did, but the only Jason movies that I really enjoyed from Paramount were um, Part 6 and Part 8. And Part 8 was kind of in the same vein as Jason X. It was a guilty pleasure. I think 6 was really the only one that I was like, you know what, this was actually a decent horror film. 
but with this movie, yeah. it's, there's just nothing to it. I mean, I mean, as we mentioned, at least the kills were fun. Yeah, but they're they're only so fun. They're not mm, too memorable. Like they're not kills in the sense of you would be like, that's so hokey, that's so bad, or that's so awesome. They're just like, oh, okay, it's fine. They're not bad, but. They're not going to do much to get you to be like, ooh, and ah, or ha, ha, ha. I know at one point, they an idea for another Friday the 13th film would have been a handheld-style movie. You mean found footage? Found footage, yes. That's a handheld. Why would you try to make a Friday the 13th film in a found footage style? I, I think they just wanted to do something different because they have no idea what to do with Jason. I guess, but do you really think that was going to solve the issues that you're having with this franchise? Uh, no. Exactly, my point. But overall, uh, you can skip this movie. This was not a good movie. This is not a good remake. It's a pretty bland and boring remake. I mean, as we mentioned, it has some fun kills, but overall, skip it. Go watch Jason X. It's a much better film for all the, really all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yes, when a problem comes along, you must skip it. Please skip this film. You're gonna get bored very quickly. It's it's only 90 minutes, but it's gonna be the longest 90 minutes to ever exist. Yeah, that's another thing. It, it felt longer than 90 minutes, man. That shit felt like it dragged. It just dragged. Just went on. So many scenes. I I actually fast forward through some of the scenes. The scene they're playing beer pong. I was like, oh, this does nothing. Skip. The sex scenes, skip. I was hitting that fast yeah. forward, forward button a lot. Yeah, it wasn't even like like all the unimportant scenes were scenes that I could watch and still enjoy to some degree, like we did with Jason X. This was just like, God, just get to the fucking point already. Know, just kill these kids already. <laughs> oh yeah, is there another set of, of uh, teens we're going to be introduced to next? Another group of yeah. kids? Is this where Roy Jason is going to come and start killing? I, mean, I understand, you know, with these movies, they, they feel like they need to up the kill count, but Jesus Christ. At least make us care about these characters. Give me something. This gave us nothing. No substance. You, no, you're sympathetic for no one. You just want the freaking, you just want the end credits to roll so you can leave. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I have nothing for that. I'm sorry. And with that said, I think that's going to conclude this episode of Fractured Skulls. Uh, Patreon.com slash Chill and Kill Podcast. Uh, I think we're going to be changing that name soon to the Just Killing Network. But for the time being, that's still our link. You can listen to this episode for just $1 alongside with our other past episodes. You get exclusively on Patreon. Did I mention it's just $1? $1. For Vinoxide. 100 pennies. 100 pennies. 20 nickels, 10 dimes, 4 quarters, 2 half dollars. I don't even know if they still make those. 1 silver dollar. 1 silver dollar. For Monoxide, I am Terminator Travis. Ch-ch-ch.